Well, picture this. You've been travelling around with, the, with this person called Jesus for three years. He's originally called you to follow him from your normal everyday life and everyday job. You've even left your family behind. You've essentially been a nomad, travelling around, around the countryside. You've heard Jesus teach about so much, some really hard stuff as well. He's told some amazing stories which have had deeper meanings, which thankfully he has told us what they mean in private. He's taught about love and forgiveness, love even for your enemies, and even forgiving people seven times, 77 times over. He's also brought the leaders of the nation and the religion down a peg or two in the process. But that's not to mention what he has done. He has forgiven sins. Only God can do that. He spoke to the wind and the waves on the massive lake during that massive storm, the huge storm. And he spoke. And they became as still as a mill pond. He's touched people with leprosy, which you don't do. And he healed them. He's made people run who couldn't walk. He's made the people who are blind from birth able to see again. He's driven out the demons and restored people. He's even brought dead people back to life. Uh, you haven't met anyone else like him before. You haven't even heard of anyone else like him before. And yet tonight, tonight we come to a night which is like none other. It's time for the Passover. Uh, all the preparations have been made ahead. Uh, we find ourselves in an upper room. It's all well furnished. Our friend Judas makes his way in a little late, but no one really notices that he was gone in the first place. And then Jesus speaks. Now, on this night of the Passover, which we've been celebrating for many years, we probably expect him to say the usual words. Uh, these words in this meal recalled how God made a way for the sons of Israel to be saved from the plague of death way back all those years ago in Egypt. This was when a lamb had to be killed and its blood put on the doorposts as a sign that a death has happened in place of the death of the son. And so every firstborn son of every household in Egypt was killed except for those that had the blood of the lamb covering them. This is what the Passover is supposed to be about. This is what this meal is supposed to be about. God's big rescue. And we expect Jesus to say these words. But he doesn't. He picks up a loaf of bread. He breaks it. And says, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
and we think to ourselves, Jesus, this doesn't just make any sense. How can this bread be your body which is given for us? What does it mean for us? Have we done something wrong? Did we leave something undone? Remembrance? What is there to remember? Jesus, you're right here in front of us. But, you know, we just go along with it. Maybe he'll explain it all to us afterwards like he did all those stories before. We eat, and then Jesus takes a cup filled with wine. And he says, this cup is poured out for you. It's the new covenant in my blood. Again, we have more questions than answers. Jesus, what are you talking about? Uh, Blood poured out? New covenant in your blood? Is there anything wrong with the old covenant? There are so many questions. There's so much confusion. But then Jesus keeps on speaking. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. Wait, someone's going to betray Jesus? Who? Why? Surely not one of us. Surely not one of his disciples. Well, 2,000 years later, we do know who is. We do know what is happening. We know how it happened. We know how it ends. But just imagine being there the confusion, the concern, the disquiet of the room as it descends into chaos trying to work on what is happening. But the evening is going to get more chaotic before the calm. The disciples start to debate among themselves about who is the greatest. They were just talking about who is the worst, who's going to betray Jesus, and then it turns into a conversation about who is the best. Uh, Jesus puts a quick end to this. He tells them that the one who is the best is the one who serves. To be the greatest, you have to become the least, as he is the one who serves. He is the one who will soon become least of all. This Jesus, who we have encountered, God in flesh, will soon go on not just to serve the disciples, not just to serve a nation, but to serve the whole world to the uttermost. Because just like that bread on that table, ripped apart, broken, Jesus' own body is going to be broken, disfigured. Just like that wine, his own blood is going to be poured out and his life taken away from him. And why? For you. To serve you. His body was given for you. His blood was poured out. He is the one who is going to serve us.
by dying in our place, just like that lamb did on that very first Passover. He's going to serve us by saving us and bringing us back to be, be with himself. Have peace with God. To be able to enjoy God and worship him. And this isn't going to be easy for Jesus. It's going to be excruciating and humiliating. At that night, he took his disciples to a nearby garden. He left them to go by himself and to pray. And he was in agony, dreading what was ahead. His sweat dropped as blood falling on the ground. He prays, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. He is about to go through willingly all that he will go through to serve us. He submits to the Father's will and goes through with the plan of salvation for us because of his love for us. As we encounter Jesus tonight, we encounter the one who loves us more than we can ever dare to imagine or even think about. He's going to save us, restore us, forgive us, all through his death and eventual resurrection. He's the king who will lay down his life for his people. He's the Lord of all who is already and will become the servant of all. He is the one and the only whose hands will be tied, face struck, clothes ripped, body bruised. He is the one who will soon cry, it is finished, so that we can be confident of the defeat of sin and evil. And he won't be defeated, but will defeat death by death itself. He is the one who has given us all of this. Not because of anything that we have done. Not because of anything that we can do. But because of his love for us. And we can have all these things through faith in him because of what he has done for us on this weekend that we are embarking on tonight. Uh, the still of the evening air is broken. Suddenly the sounds of a mob come into the garden. It starts to go more chaotic. Judas approaches Jesus to kiss him. One of the disciples grabs a sword and cuts off the ear of one of the servants, but... Jesus puts an end to it. He simply puts the ear back. He's taken away. He doesn't struggle. When he was insulted, he didn't insult back. 
but he goes with them and submits to them because of his love for us, because he is the one who serves.